T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to The Connection a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection. I am Ann Baldwin, one of the hosts of your program, and I've got my good old reliable guest host, not old, but, you know, reliable guest host, Beth Connor, with me today also from The Connection. <laughs> I didn't mean to call you old, Beth. After all, we're the same age, Thanks, right? Thanks, yeah, Anne, I think. Uh, you think. I, I think. I you think, think that was a welcome. You think. And it won't be long <laughs> before your president and CEO, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore, joins the 60 Club. Um, we're looking forward to celebrating her big one coming up, so that's going to be fun. And then we'll all be the same age. It's so funny how that works out. So we hope everybody's having a, a great morning so far, and we're excited to have our next guest, Shannon Perkins, who's the Director of Education and Training at the Connecticut Women's Consortium and also president for the Connecticut chapter of the National Association of Social Workers. So there is a lot of responsibility that comes with all those things that Shannon is doing. So, um, Beth, I'm excited, and you're excited to have Shannon on because I know that you work together as an organization and you're providing some training for them and I'll let you take it from there. It's a lot. We do. It is a lot. And, you know, how wonderful that nonprofits do support one another uh, in the state of Connecticut. And we're really pleased uh, to have our partnership with the Connecticut Women's Consortium. They do such great work. Shannon, can you tell us a little bit about the consortium and what it's all about and a little bit about the work that you do. Sure. Well, we absolutely love working with you all at The Connection, and I'm really excited to be able to talk with you both uh, today. But I guess just to start off with a little bit about the Connecticut Women's Consortium, we are a nonprofit organization, um, and our mission is to ensure that the behavioral health system responds to the needs of women and the people and organizations that affect them. So ultimately, we really envision behavioral health care systems serving women that are accessible and effective and that practice holistic trauma-informed and gender-responsive care. So in order to achieve this, all of our work is really about striving to eliminate discrimination and promote excellence in the care for women through education, training, advocacy, and policy development. Um, so that is how we got to know all of you as well. Yeah. And you do a lot of training, and uh, we're uh, very excite, excited to partner with you and sponsor your Trauma and Recovery Conference, 
which uh, is going to be virtual this year, as most events Mm -hmm. seem to be. So um, tell us a little bit about the conference. What does it look like? And, uh, you know, tell us uh, what people can get out of the conference if they attend. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I just have to say we are so excited about this conference. It's actually marking our very first national conference that we're doing on our own. Um, We've always had other large national partners for our other large conferences like this one, but this one we really kind of stepped out on our own, so we're very grateful for all of our sponsors, many of which are are rooted in our partnerships right here in Connecticut, so we're really thrilled about that. Um, But essentially, we developed this conference because we have a goal of really exploring the realities of trauma as they manifest through individual and community experiences. And we also want to acknowledge the multiple pathways to recovery. So we brought in various diverse keynote speakers to talk about this on multiple levels and then be able to strive to push the boundaries of traditional trauma treatment and expand the recovery, the definition of recovery, rather. So a lot of conferences that we see within the behavioral health field are really, really focused on trauma treatment and what can we do now that people have already experienced trauma and are suffering from the effects. Right. But what we said is mm-hmm. we really wanted to shift this mindset and we want to talk about trauma on a community level, individual level, how we experience these things collectively and what we can sort of do along the way. But we didn't want to just talk about that. We also really want to talk about recovery and what that looks like. I think a lot of times people hear recovery and they immediately think substance use. But we have so many people who are recovering from trauma as well, and it looks different for every person. How true that is. And you've got a stellar lineup of keynote speakers. Do you want to talk about uh, sort of your list of of speakers? I see you have Tony Urkane, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. we had at our uh, conference uh, last year, and uh, she is just phenomenal. She is so fabulous, right? So I guess I'll just talk because Tonya is actually our closer, and we thought she would just be the perfect person to bring it all full circle. But we see our conference as kind of bringing you through the different levels. So it's a three-day conference that kicks off on Monday, October 19th, and we're bringing in Dr. Robert Anda, who was the co-developer and principal investigator on the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. And so he's going to really spend the morning talking about this pioneer study about what it means when children experience adverse experiences before the age of 18. And I think a lot of us know that as ACEs, right? We don't always say out the uh-huh. whole thing. We love in behavioral health care our acronyms. Um, That's right. So he's really going to talk a lot about the ACE scores. And we know for a fact that the higher your ACE score or the more adverse experiences you've had, the more likely you are to experience a whole host of negative health outcomes physically and mentally across the lifespan. And so he's really going to open up the day by talking about that. Um, and then on the, the, to close out the first day, we have Dr. Stephanie Covington, who's just, there's nothing else I can say except that she has been such a true pioneer in the field of women's issues, addiction, and Absolutely. trauma. But these two together, we really picture them talking about individual trauma, the multiple ways it manifests, and the multiple ways in which people experience the effects of it later. So day two, we're really moving away from the individual, and we're talking about community and collective trauma. So what do we Mm -hmm. experience in our communities, neighborhoods, cultures that cause trauma and and can even just kind of 
impacts it further. So a trauma that might be um, a little trauma, as some folks like to call it, not a big T trauma, it's not going to be as impactful based on certain things that might surround you in your community and help you and support you. But if you don't have those things, what does that mean? So we're bringing in um, Daryl McGraw and Hope Payson to open the day, who are Connecticut natives as well. He's one of the founders of, of Formerly Incorporated, and so he has taken his own story of recovery from trauma, and he's now helping others who have suffered through it, and he works a lot with folks who were previously incarcerated and are now coming out of the incarceration system. Um, and then Hope Payson as well. So the two of them travel together around the country talking about the work that they've done doing recovering communities, and they created a documentary together called Uprooting Addiction, Healing from the Ground Up. Um, so, yeah, so they'll open up the morning really talking about what community trauma looks like and how we can start to address that. And then on day three, we're going to be featuring Tony Arcane, who you just mentioned previously. She's an advocate and educator who's spoken all over the world, talking about issues related to trauma, addiction, mental health. She really brings the whole thing full circle. So she's experienced it all, right, and she talks about it. This is someone who's experienced trauma, been incarcerated, has come out of that system, is in recovery, and now spends her days educating and helping others who treat folks with similar experiences and also people who've had the experiences themselves. So we really are just so thrilled for her to kind of bring everything full circle and talk about her experience as well. So again, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Shannon Perkins, who's the Director of Education and Training at the Women's Consortium. So let me ask you this as well. Who is this conference intended for? It kicks off on October 19th, and we'll tell you shortly where you can get more information and sign up for the conference. But what does your anticipated audience look like? We, we like to say that it's really open for everyone in the behavioral health system. So we try not to put too many qualifiers on what we offer just because we feel like we do try to keep things um, pretty varied so that folks can connect to it one way or the other. But we typically have a really heavily mental health care and substance, substance use uh, treatment provider audience. So we've got a lot of social workers, a lot of licensed addiction counselors, psychologists. We really got the whole gamut. We have people who are employed by our state organizations, people who work within the criminal justice system. Um, and we often even get teachers. So it's really hard to say. We have a very wide audience, and we'd really like to see that reflected at this conference as well. Absolutely. We want to let you know that if you are interested in signing up, um, you can go to the website, which is just simply Trauma and Recovery Conference, all one word, traumaandrecoveryconference.com. Beth, what is the connections role in this conference, and what is the relationship that you have with the Women's Consortium? Well, we're sponsoring and supporting this conference, and actually our director of training, Michelle Klemzek, is presenting uh, at your conference. I believe she's, she's doing a topic of the trauma-informed integration of peers into uh, treatment teams. Is that, that correct? She gave me the long title, Shannon. <laughs> That's correct. That is the full title. We're excited to have and, her. Yeah, and she's very excited as well. And Michelle, as you know, has done a lot of work in the trauma-informed care arena, and we're really happy that uh, she's working with us and bridging uh, the relationship between us and the Women's Consortium uh, from a training perspective. So uh, we do work back and forth with the Women's Consortium uh, to offer training back and forth. 
um, and just really to help and mentor one another. And I've also read, too, that one of the topics that you're going to tackle, which um, I know I could certainly use some advice on, is, you know, how people are tackling, whether it's virtual working or it's virtual mm-hmm. learning. Last Monday, I, I had them stay at my house and they homeschooled from my house. And my kids are grown, so I hadn't seen it yet or felt it or heard it. And I was just astounded. I mean, how these they expect these kids to sit there and, you know, pay attention for that long of a time. And then the commotion that was going on in the background on kids' computers and they weren't muting and you could hear people screaming and yelling. And I mean, these aren't even my kids. And I was kind of going a little nuts. So you're, there's going to be some advice there, too, just for the situation that we're in. Correct, Shannon? Oh, absolutely. I think we've really been working with all of our trainers, conference trainers or conference speakers and um, catalog trainers alike to just really get them in the habit of thinking about talking about what the situation we're facing now looks like and how it's impacting all of us. Because really, regardless of the topic, it's relevant in everything that we do. And it's just so impactful. And so we're certainly really aware of that. And that'll definitely be featured throughout the conference as well. I'm curious as to how your virtual conference is going to work this year. So do people sign up for one day? Do they sign up for the whole conference? And what does that look like? What is the timing? And will you provide these sessions afterward for people that sign up for the conference? Sure, yeah. So we're just really excited. I'll say that we're working with Premier Virtual Platform, Big Marker. Um, It was a long road for us to select them. You know, we really wanted to have the best of the best, and they've made it really easy for us. And so to make it just as easy for our participants, we've gone ahead and created registration options for daily and full program passes. Um, So folks can register for Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday as individuals if they'd like, and they can also register for the full two and a half days as well. Um, And then just in terms of the virtual platform and what that's going to look like, um, everyone is going to get their own personalized URL from Big Marker that they'll use to access, mm-hmm. and then they'll be able to go ahead and just click that link. It's all browser-based. You don't have to download anything. So it's not like Zoom or GoToMeeting where you really have to download the platform to have the best experience. This is just right in your browser. You click, and you're there. It's, it's a little bit more presentation format. It does allow for interactivity in terms of question and answer and things like that. But we know a lot of people are just not super comfortable um, sharing their backgrounds because a lot of us are still at home, and it can be kind of a big pressure to know that folks can be looking right at you throughout the day. So it takes that pressure away, but you can still interact with all of the speakers through the moderated chat boxes. That's great. You know, technology has done us a couple of favors, I think, Uh, because now, really, your audience can be from anywhere. Uh, You don't even have to market this just to Connecticut. Um, right. Anyone can just right can sign on and enjoy this great conference. So great to know. Whereas in the past, if you didn't live in the community or you had difficulties getting somewhere, uh, you know, through uh, whatever road you travel, you may not be able to attend. But uh, this is open to uh, almost anyone that's interested, which is great. It really is, and we've been really grateful for this as well because it just creates a more affordable environment for folks. So when we've had national conferences before, if you're coming from out of state, you've got to book your flight, you've got to book your hotel, you have to worry about either your transportation costs for a flight or your gas mileage, and it's a lot to take all that time off. And now 
you really don't have to worry about all of that. It's the cost of the conference, and then you're good to go from there. And we've noticed, even just with our regular virtual training, conference aside, we've been getting an audience of people from much farther away attending just because they can now. You know, it's not location-based. It's really what topic and what training do you want to go to. You don't have to eat a rubber chicken lunch either. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I do, I do miss those hot rolls with butter. That's my favorite part of those conference lunches, those rolls with the butter. I can't get it. I always make sure I sit right oh, next to the butter. Good? No, I think sometimes you even have the ones with the little everything bagel seasoning on the top. Those are so good. They are. <laughs> That's good. But I'm glad that, you know, at least this education and this learning can continue because who knew? I mean, it's just... Um, sounds like you've found the right platform. You've got the people, like you said, there's no logistics involved other than relying on the technology and you've got somebody that you can lean on to do that. So again, if you would like more information on this conference, it is at traumaandrecoveryconference.com, traumaandrecoveryconference.com. And do people earn any credits uh, for attending this conference or sections of it? Yes, absolutely. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Thank you. So for if you go to the full conference, you're eligible for 15 continuing education credits, and that is approved from NASW National. So that covers essentially all behavioral health practitioners um, in all 50 states, with the exception of New York, unfortunately. Uh, they don't follow NASW National. Um, but that's 15 for the full program, and it would be six for each day, Monday and Tuesday, and three for Wednesday half day. So there's those credits that folks have to maintain. And um, so that's just another added value, not to mention the the valuable information. It sounds like you have a great lineup. So again, the conference kicks off on October 19th. If you want more information, you can go to traumaandrecoveryconference.com. Correct? Correct. We want to thank you so much for for joining us and uh, good luck. And we hope that... uh, People enjoy the conversation, and I know just for me, Daryl McGraw is enough to get you there. I mean, if you haven't heard that man speak or um, listened to some of his experiences, lived experiences, um, it really is incredible. Very inspirational guy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Shannon, it was so nice to meet you virtually today, and uh, we wish you all the success at your conference and hope that we can meet in person at, at some point. Yes, thank you. I hope the same. I'm, and I'm so happy to have you all on board as the Connections as a sponsor. So thank you again. So Beth, this seems to be a trend. A lot of people have to maintain their continuing education credits. And this is also an opportunity for folks to be able to access programs, conferences, information that maybe normally you wouldn't have access to because you're not going to fly to another state or, you know, take two days off where this one you can kind of you know, pick and choose when things are virtual. Do you feel that this is a way we're going to be going for a while? You know, we're looking at it. Uh, As we've mentioned, uh, I think in another show, we have uh, run some virtual events, and there are many benefits to them. You can stay at at home. You don't have to get somewhere. Um, Oftentimes the cost is less because uh, we don't have to feed you. So we're, you know, it's it's a more efficient way of holding a conference, and you can do it again in the, you know, comfort of your own home or your office, wherever you're working out of. 
um, you know, we're, as event planners, we're looking at this in terms of the future and wondering how our lives are going to change after uh, COVID is no longer talked about on a daily basis. So there's definitely some, uh, you know, some good things and some silver linings, and we're all trying it out and seeing what people might best respond to at this point. And I, you know, I'm in the public relations business, so I don't really have a lot of virtual meetings or conferences, but how do you feel, um, how is it going? Do you feel like people are paying attention and getting as much out of it virtually that they would if it was in person? You know, I think because of the technology being as advanced as it is, when I think back six months ago, how none of us had ever been, I had never been on a Zoom call and now it's a, a daily way of life for people. Um, you know, we talk about it when we're on these Zoom calls or conference calls or whatever the technology might be, um, something that we've all gotten very familiar with very quickly. And I think that it is a great way to keep communication going. It's a great way to be able to meet in a safe way. Um, there are some subtleties that you don't quite catch all the time, you know, if, if you're not there in person with someone, body language, you know, a wink of an eye, you know, across the table, that type of thing if, if you're uh, conversing with someone. But I think it sure beats the alternative of not meeting. So, Beth, and you've also got your, your conference coming up as well. So tell people a little bit about that. I know we've talked about it on the show, but... Yes. So we have our... Uh, conference coming up in November this year. It's going to be a virtual conference over four days, uh, November 10th, 12th, um, 15th, and 17th. And um, so our days will be part days, but for four sessions. So again, we're all trying to figure it out. Ours is entitled Moving Upstream, and it really is focusing on the social determinants of health, um, as well as uh, providing information in this new day and age, the way we live, learn, work, and play, but more specifically, the role that inequities do to social justice uh, factors play in our communities. So uh, it is a topic of racial inclusion and equity, um, and we're really looking forward to this uh, topical um, conference coming up in November. Absolutely. And if you want more information on that conference, you can go to theconnectioninc.org. Again, that's theconnectioninc.org. And all the information is there and you can just kind of cherry pick what you want. And um, I'm assuming that there are continuing education credits for that as well, Beth? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. That's great. Well, I think we've... Uh, Given folks that are in this field, the nonprofit world, as you all share your resources and your expertise, it's great to see that that continues even during this pandemic. So that's the good news, right? Well, Beth, it's always nice to have you with me. And um, thanks for filling in for Lisa. And I know that she'll be back for the next program. So I'll look forward to seeing her smiling face as well and keep up the good work. Thanks, Ian. All right. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all of you for listening to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.